Good afternoon, everyone. I need to apologize and let you know that I had my hands full last week with a few things and was not able to get um, la the, the week before session summary done. So what we're going to do today is cover a pretty good chunk of scripture and cover the last two Wednesday nights of classes. And this is going to take a little time. I've kind of got some, some notes spread out in front of me as well as, as my Bible. So if I'm kind of shuffling stuff around a little bit more than usual, uh, I apologize for that. To kind of get us started, I'm going to give you a moment to read the passage of Scripture uh, that we're going to be going through. And we're going to do this pretty quickly. Just going to highlight um, a few things from this passage. But um, the passage of Scripture comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 6. And we're going to work our way through um, chapter 3, verse 4. So, um, like I said, we're, we're not going to go through it verse by verse or anything like that. We're just going to highlight some of, some of the basic themes that Paul is working through here. So, once again, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 through... Uh, or I should say, well, I really messed that up, didn't I? I was looking at the numbers and not thinking while I was talking. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 through 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. So if you want to take some time to read through that, uh, that would be great. Just push pause, read through it, and then we'll get back and um, talk a little bit about um, what you read. Okay, I hope you're back. Uh, what this, the, the main part of this section of Scripture is Paul is going to let the, the church um, or persons within the church there in Corinth know that they have a level of spiritual immaturity that is not allowing him to bring the fullness of his teaching. I mean, his teaching was seen by some of his critics there as elementary. And he's saying, look, I've got deeper things to share with you, but you're just not ready for them. And so that, that leads him into a discussion uh, about the mysteries found in the cross, the mystery found um, in, the, in the gospel. In the New Testament and in Hebrew writings, when you, when you see mystery, that often referred to the end times. And these mysteries have been revealed in Christ. Um, Paul, by these mysteries, is not mentioning something uh, in addition to the gospel. It's just a, uh, a continuation of the message of Jesus Christ crucified. And he talks about how these mysteries have been, been predestined by God, meaning this has always been the plan. Jesus on the cross has always been the plan. And there are some in the world who just are not going to get that. Um, rulers of the world, meaning of the physical world, the, the rulers of those times, but also the spiritual rulers, uh, meaning the rulers uh, of, of the, the spiritual realm, um, the dark forces within the spiritual realm. Um, they tried to thwart Jesus's plan unsuccessfully, um, and, and the world rulers just had no idea what they were getting their, themselves into. Um, they, had no, they, they did not believe that Jesus would come out of that grave, which he did, and it blew up everything about what they believed. So, but let's get back to the people of Corinth. Um, there's an interesting thing. Uh, look, look specifically at verses 10 and 11. 
and uh, really through the rest of the chapter. But there's something there that really, really jumps off the page to me, and, and it's this. It, it talks about um, the Spirit of God knowing um, the inner thoughts of God. And, and the way we could probably best illustrate that is this. There are things going on inside of me um, inside of my thought life, inside of my spirit, my soul, if you will, my mind, um, that nobody else is going to know about. I, I, I know those things better than anyone else. Um, the only one that knows them better than me is, is God. He knows me better than I know myself. But no one else knows me like I know me. So take that illustration towards God. No one knows God like the Spirit of God, and we have been given the Spirit of God. And that is just an amazing thing. Now, we're going to bounce back, but just, just to highlight that, look at verse 16 of chapter 2. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him, but, and that's an emphatic in the Greek there, used by Paul, but we have the mind of Christ. In other words, through the Holy Spirit living within us, we can know some of the mysteries of God. Now, not all, obviously, but, um, and this is what separates, um, looking at verses 14 and 15, the natural man from the spiritual man. We're going to look at three categories and wrap up um, our session here. Um, and we'll see the, the first of these two categories at the end of chapter 2 and the third category at the beginning of chapter 3. Now, the one we see in verse 14 is the natural man. This is, this is literally, it would, it would be in our language, the soulish man. And when we think of soul, we think of spiritual things, but that's not what we're referring to. We're referring to here the natural man that lives with inside each person, the natural person inside the person. And what that means is a natural man or a natural woman is going to be controlled by their natural self. In other words, their selfish desires. Um, they, they cannot understand the things of the Spirit because they are being guided exclusively by self. And um, that, that we know all too well that the result of that is, is a following of selfish desires and placing our interests above the interests of others. That is the sum total of the life of the natural person, the natural man. Now, in a comparison to that, in verse 15, you have the spiritual man. Okay, now the spiritual man is something completely different. It is the man, uh, a pneuma. That, that word means spirit, means breath, if you will, in the Greek. And what it's referring to here is, is the man who has the spirit of God within. Um, this person is above the judgment of men because this person has God living within them. And the thing about this, this now don't get me wrong, it does not mean that this individual cannot be judged. As a matter of fact, within this letter itself, Paul recognizes um, self-judgment. You can read about that in chapter 11, verse 31. Constructive criticism. You can read about that in 1 Corinthians eleven seventeen. And in just a couple chapters away, in chapter 5, you'll read about church or community discipline. 
In other words, it doesn't mean that we are not above the judgment of others, especially when we find ourselves in the wrong. And hopefully, if we find ourselves there, our brothers and sisters will love us enough to judge us and bring us to a place of repentance. Um, But ultimately, ultimately, we as spiritual people with the Holy Spirit residing within us are ultimately responsible before God alone. Um, so that is a very, very uh, powerful thing that we have been given through Christ, um, the presence of the Holy Spirit within. So we have the category number one, the natural man, the one who is guided simply by their own selfish desire. They cannot understand the spiritual things of God. Then you have the spiritual man who can understand the spiritual things of God because by the blood of Jesus, they house the Holy Spirit within. And then when you get to chapter 3, you see something, and Paul really gets on to um, some of those in the church in Corinth. Um, You see, he says, And brethren, I could not speak to you as spiritual men. That's one of the categories, spiritual men. But as men of flesh, as infants in Christ. So here we have a completely new category, which is kind of a unique and kind of a sad hybrid. Um, You have those who have the Holy Spirit within, but unfortunately, unfortunately, they are not living in such a way that they are demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit. They had not begun to produce the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. Now, the thing that the people in Corinth, some in the church in Corinth lacked more than anything, when you see the context of this entire letter, it wasn't some special knowledge that they didn't have or anything along those lines. They They lacked love and having love for one another. Um, And this was a very, very big problem. And the fruit of the Spirit is all about the demonstration of the love of God living within a person. Um, You can read through those in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit, this Holy Spirit is this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And unfortunately, these men of the flesh, these infants in Christ that Paul cannot teach the deeper things of Jesus to at this point because they're not mature enough for them. They're not demonstrating these fruits of the Spirit. And because of this, they're not demonstrating these fruits of the Spirit. He can't give them solid food to eat. They have to have milk. Now, on that note, there are times when authors in the New Testament will use this 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 teaching a teaching in the form of milk rather than solid food in a positive way in hebrews chapter 5 you'll see it again in a negative way like here in first corinthians but in first peter chapter 2 you will see peter telling his audience to long for the pure milk of the word now the difference between these groups is this the peter to the the, the ones to whom peter is speaking and writing to they were very young christians and they needed milk. They needed that um, in order to grow more mature. That is the difference. So back to back to Corinthians. Um, this group they were they were they were fleshly. They were not spiritual like they should be. Um, it's a sad situation. And this isn't referring to anything. I mean, it says they are in Christ, so we're not talking about their salvation or anything here. They're in Christ. They just aren't growing up. 
And that because of this, this immaturity that they have, there's jealousy amongst them. There is strife amongst them. And then Paul comes full circle to what we talked about a few weeks ago. There were actually people in the church lining themselves up under people rather than under Christ. Like, well, I'm a follower of Paul. Well, I'm a follower of Apollos. Well, I'm a follower of Peter. And, and man, this drove Paul absolutely crazy. And this is just a small glimpse of some of the signs of the immaturity that existed within the church there in Corinth. Um, So, all of that being said, uh, we are going to tonight, this is Wednesday, uh, the 13th, and we will jump into uh, the about the second two-thirds of, of chapter 3, and we're going to cover a pretty decent chunk of scripture tonight, and hopefully this, if you've had to miss a week or two, this will get you caught up, so you can join us tonight. We have a meal tonight at 6 o'clock if you'd like to join us for that, and um, following that meal, we will have classes for all ages um, that will begin um, at 7 o'clock clock. So we would absolutely love to have you join us. If you want to read ahead, just read the rest of chapter three. Um, there's some good stuff. I'm really looking forward to um, to class tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. Hope you have a good day and I hope to see you tonight.